Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. It is the first episode since our trip to New York, and we're going to tell you all the juicy details. Juicy. Right here. Juicy. Right now. What's juicy Llewellyn. about it? <laughs> well, I feel like we learned, I feel like there were tips and tricks of things that like, okay, if I were to do that again, here's what I would change. That's kind of what oh. I mean. And yeah, then just okay. the fact that, like, we didn't talk to each other for, like, six hours, like, at some part in there, so. <laughs> sounds, more, sounds worse than it actually was. It really does. Um, um, but why don't you go ahead and start the recap, and I'll just, like, punctuate it with anything that I feel yeah. like you've left out. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess to talk about, like, things that we would do differently, I think um, it's totally possible to do a, like, there and back trip in a day. Um, however... I think in the future, if my plan is to not stay the night anywhere, I would prefer to try to get a flight earlier in and then leave the same day. Like leave either like a red eye flight that's like super late at night or, you know, like right after a show. Yep. Um, Which means you'd have to go to like a matinee show because not a lot of. Right. At least not a lot of cheap airlines are leaving after like 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say the idea of staying overnight. Um, we ended up staying overnight in the airport. We didn't go to our beloved Molly Wee Molly Pub. Molly Wee Pub. Um, that was just a choice that we made because we were both tired and didn't so really tired. feel like drinking. So we just decided to go to the airport. Um, Which in hindsight, now I wish we would have just picked the yeah. bar. Yeah. Oh, same. After, like, our experience at the airport, I was like, nah, I wish we would have just gone there. But it is what it is. We yeah. learned. Um, but, no, New York was amazing, guys. Honestly, I... Great weather. It was great weather. Um, we timed everything perfectly. We walked everywhere. I think we took the metro one time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think my, my, I mean, my highlight of the trip, I think you guys already know, is, uh, was definitely seeing Aaron Tveit and Ashley Lauren in Moulin Rouge. Guys, uh, I know this is, this is going to come out after this week is already over. Um, yeah, it's probably good, but I'm already like in my feels cause it's like the start of their final week and I've already cried about it and I'm just Aww, upset. Aw, Llewellyn. It's, it's, it's okay. Um, I actually, I didn't tell, I don't think I told Leanne this. Um, I almost went last weekend. <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> uh, I, I started looking up tickets on. Lou Ellen. I started looking up tickets on like Tuesday um, because the, the show tickets, I was like, okay, I've already seen it. I'll sit on the side. I'll get a cheaper ticket. Like, I don't mind. I just want to be there and like hear them. Sure. Um but I told myself, I was like, if if you can find a flight under $200, I would allow Ooh. myself to do it. But I okay. literally could not find a flight under $300. It's that, it's the dang spring break time frame in like it is. Florida. It is, yeah, it's yeah. the worst. I actually, I found a flight. I found a one way that was like 40 something to New York. And then if, if, if I would have, if I, would have wanted to be in a train for a long time. I could have flown out of Philadelphia, which is like a two and a half hour train ride from New York. And it would have brought me under $200. It would have been like 150 total. Okay. But I was like, I don't know like that. It just, it, I would have gone to a matinee and it would have pushed, like the timing would have been really pushed and I would have had to almost like pray for a delay. (laughs) So, um, I was like, I, I'm not going to stress over that. So I didn't do it, but I checked like every day this weekend, like could I just take a random day off? But um, once I checked tickets today and show tickets like skyrocketed for this week. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I'm no, so it was glad incredible. we went when we did. Oh, for sure. I I'm like kicking myself because I knew, I knew I would get to this point. I should have like planned to go back sooner. Mm. Oh yeah. Because okay. I think had I had I looked right when we got back, I think I could have found a flight that was cheap enough. Mm. Um, but I waited the weekend or a whole week and then looked and that was my downfall. But um, it's okay. 
It was great. We had fantastic seats. Um, I felt like he was staring into my soul a couple of times. Yeah. He's so attractive. Um, Mm -hmm. And she is like, oh my gosh. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it, it honestly, like she walked out there and I was like, are you even trying? Like you are like effortlessly beautiful. I don't understand singing effortlessly too. Like, I don't don't understand how you make sounds out of your mouth that look like you're not even trying. I I don't get it. It's just, yeah. And they were both sick that week. And I'm like, still, I don't even understand you. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, they did good. They did. So that's where I'm at. I'm in like a, I'm in a low right now because I wish I was there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that's your low of the, low of the week. Yeah. <laughs> we do, like, highs and lows at my work. <laughs> You're like, my low of the week is that he's never going to perform in that role again, probably. Um, it was really good. You know what I've realized, Llewellyn? And I think this is something that, like, I think there was, maybe it was an Instagram reel you posted on your own page that was, like, a Broadway star singing Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe I've just been algorithmed. Was it? Was it? It was a woman. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't I posted Mulan. one today. No, this was a couple days ago. I probably did. I post a lot, but it could have been okay. An algorithm thing too. Okay, it was like it was like a it was like a woman singing in like what I as somebody who has not typically been somebody that's loved musicals, a typical Broadway voice. Like a typical musical voice. And I've realized that I like Hamilton so much because it's the least like a Broadway show that you can get. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've just realized that, like, I don't necessarily love Broadway because typically in shows they have like a certain sound to them whether that's musical composition or the way that they actually like sing because it's a Broadway show and I think I'm just realizing about myself that like that is not a style that I would choose if I can help it and I think that's why it surprises me so much that I love Hamilton so much. But it makes sense because it doesn't sound like other Broadway shows. And yeah. I think, like, even after having seen Moulin Rouge, which in all of its ways was, like, it was it was fun. It was engaging. It was rowdy. It was, like, a party. They were engaging you before the show. Like, it was gore. I mean, they did such a great job on, like, the the um, attire and like making everything exactly what it should be. And yet I would still hands down, no questions asked, say that Hamilton's better. But I think it's just because I have realized personally that the Broadway style that is like a, that is like a typical like Broadway show is not my thing. I can appreciate it for what it is, but I love Hamilton because of all the things it isn't. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I'm glad you say that because I feel like a lot of people, um, because I I totally get what you're saying. And I feel like a lot of people, they, they see shows like Hamilton and we'll use that one as an example, because I think it is such a different take on Broadway. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like a lot of people, and especially now that it's on Disney Plus and it's just been so, like, sensationalized across the world, um, like, everybody knows what Hamilton is, whether you're a Broadway fan or not. Um, right. I think a lot of people see that and they think that's what Broadway is. And then they go see Broadway and they're let down. And I'm not yeah. saying that this is your case. I'm just saying in general people. Or that, like, Broadway is a letdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or they're like, that was dumb like why would I want to go sit through that you know but um right but then I think what was but but what's good about like shows like Moulin Rouge and then even like like another one on Broadway right now is Anne Juliet is similar to Moulin Rouge and that they pull from music that's well known 
and then they make it into this musical. It's like it's it's a way that they and that's why they created jukebox musicals was to like blend contemporary and Broadway together to like try to get different audiences in. Can um, you explain what a jukebox jukebox musical is? Yeah, to... it's essentially okay. It's essentially it's basically what Moulin Rouge was. So they take pop music or country hip hop, like they take music that you know you hear on the radio like Katy yeah, Perry like the general populace would know yes yes and then they they use that music and create a musical so yeah so they're Moulin telling Rouge the story through song but instead Correct. of it's songs that they've made for the musical it's songs that right. you know right that they might they've sprinkle in together ones. to tell a new story yeah they might sprinkle in ones that they've also written but for the sure. most part it's like a compilation of songs that people would hear on the radio um yeah and which yeah, i did enjoy to be shows yeah and i think even because we saw it live one of the songs that you thought that like you hated in the recording was like great in person oh yeah and it was yeah. fabulous in person it was yeah. so good yeah yeah i think but. um yeah no i totally get where you're coming from um it's funny that you're realizing that because uh, when we had gotten back, they had just released the revival album of Parade, which is now on Broadway, um, mm. and like the one I'd like to go see next. Um, and I, so I've been listening to that, and that mm. is definitely like it's a Jason Jason Robert Brown wrote all that music, so like it's very Broadway, like it's yeah. it's big company, it's it's what you imagine. A Broadway song would be when you listen to it and that's what I love the most about Broadway mm, um, which is totally different than like Hamilton like I love Hamilton I appreciate Hamilton because I, I just love to me it's just like I don't understand how people do it it's just so incredible but then I hear so creative right but <laughs> then I hear that things so boring then I hear things you know like like Parade and um, even like Wicked is similar to that and like yes Wicked's this big power like powerhouse of a show but it is Broadway. It is the yeah. big company and like operatic type sound or whatever. And I think it's it's just interesting that um, you can have such different shows on Broadway and have such different audiences, but like yeah. at the center, it's all the same thing. Yeah. But no, that's good. I'm glad you said it the way you did because I feel like a lot of people discount all of Broadway when they're not like, cause they come into it from like a show like Hamilton and they're like expecting all Broadway to be this way. And they're like, wait, that's not what this is. It's like, no, every piece is different. It's just like a movie. Like every movie is different. Yeah. You're not going to like every piece that's out there. But yeah. To me, it good. reminds me of like music in general. And that's a little yeah. hard cause it does like put music and movies together, but it's like, there are genres that you don't like in music. There are just mm -hmm. genres that do not tickle your ears. Like, they don't make you want to hear more. And I'm just thinking like, okay, so what if like all of the whole of Broadway isn't my thing? I think I can still like find some. Cause like when I was what a high schooler, I watched Wicked and I did enjoy that. Yeah. That was also a lot of years ago <laughs> <laughs> and my tastes have changed. Um, but, like, there are still some where it's, like, every once in a blue moon, there might be a show that I would still be, like, okay, even if it's Broadway, Broadway, I think I could still go and see it. So, like, Moulin Rouge is kind of one of those that I was, yeah. like, if I got the opportunity to see it, I would. If I got the opportunity to go see Wicked again, I would. But there's no other out – or, like, Sweeney Todd, I might go see Sweeney Todd. I'm also not going to make it, like, top priority because I've got right. other things I'm saving for. But if, if it was, like – hey, yeah, you can get these discount tickets for 50 bucks. I'd be like, all right, I'll go sit in the back and not see half of the stage. That's fine. <laughs> like, um, But, like, you, on the other hand, where it's like, I love this about you because we're so different, you could yeah. be like, if you lived in New York, you, I mean, we talked about it. You're like, I would go see one every week if I. Oh, for sure. Like, to get cheap ones. And any, any of them that were yeah. available, like, I would go see. And I'm like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. That would, like, that sounds like a horrible week, week to me. Yeah. Um, I am already, like, mad at myself for even allowing myself to listen to the Parade album. Um, ah. Because you wanted to hear it first in person? Well, no, not necessarily. I'm oh. not, I don't. I'm not that type of person. I actually like to know the music before I go in. 
Um, oh, gotcha. So I can like kind of get like the overall picture and story in my mind. Um, Interesting. But like Firework, when we heard that one, like I knew going into it that I, I my mind needed to be changed about the song because I needed to understand why it fit in the music because it didn't make sense on the album unless you knew what was happening in context of the show. And so it made more sense. That's why I'm glad I knew it. But I it was Firework. I thought it was Chandelier uh, that you didn't like. No, I didn't like. Uh, I love Chandelier. Um, oh, okay. It was Backstage Romance, the opener to Act oh, Two. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I knew. Good. I knew I would be changed because I had heard amazing things about the choreography, but just mm-hmm. listening to the song, it did nothing for me. So gotcha. I'm like, Ugh. I see. But yeah, no, it's definitely one of my top ones after seeing it. But yeah. um, no, I listened to the Parade album, and it immediately made me want to go see it. There are, mm. there are shows that have won Tony's upon Tony's upon Tony Awards. And people keep telling me, like, you need to listen to this. Like, how come you haven't heard this track yet? How come you haven't listened to this? And I said, guys, if I listen to it, I will become so obsessed that I want to yeah. go see it. And I yeah. will break all, all of my financial, financial things to get there and see it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's why I can't. So I, I literally after. So I'm realizing that about myself. So this week I've allowed myself to listen to the Parade album because I already have listen to it and i'm thinking maybe in like the summer i'm gonna go see it um but i started listening to old shows that are no longer on broadway and aren't touring anywhere i'm like this is this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna listen to the shows that i missed out on because i have no chance to go see them and it's actually been tempted by it Yeah. yeah so anyways that was a long, nice. drawn-out talk about Broadway. But. <sighs> that's okay. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Okay, well, let's get into this episode then, because we have already waited too long, or <laughs> talked too long. But um, New York was awesome. Our The speakeasy was awesome, as always. It's my favorite place on the whole planet. Um, uh, very Good Noodles. Guys, if you ever oh, go so to good. New York, you have to go to Very Good Noodles. It's, it's in the very Chelsea fresh market. Noodles. Very fresh noodles. Oh, I think I always say very good noodles. Okay. Whoops. Very fresh noodles. They are so good. They hand make them in front of everybody. And they're the kindest people. It's so delicious. It tastes amazing. The chili oils and all the things. Oh, my gosh. I want it so bad again. Um, It's my favorite. Um, And then what else? We went to the coffee place, which was great. The Lost Draft, again, it was yeah. awesome. Um, New York or Nowhere, the store. New York or Nowhere, bought some things. Yeah, it was like a perfectly planned day. We spaced it out so well. We did. We just did a lot of walking because it was really nice outside. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't even looked back on that day to see how many steps I walked. A lot. We walked a lot. We walked a lot. Maybe I'll look it up while you're talking. So with that, why don't you go ahead, take over the lead of this episode, give us yes. the recap, and then... Let's just go. Yes. So this week we watched season six, episode 14, titled The One Where Chandler Can't Cry. Or if you remember last week, somewhere along the line, this is called The One with Rachel's Sister, part two. So whichever you decide to take. Um, This was written by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen, directed by Kevin S. Bright. And I don't have a date. Hold on. Oh, dang. I'm okay, looking I'll give at you my stats real quick. I burned like, or I did 1,200 move calories out of the 500 goal, 213 exercise minutes out of 30, <laughs> and then 17 out of 12 stand hours. Um, and that was because it was those two hours that we were sitting oh yeah okay back um, to the show and even thursday was crazy as well the day before oh and your preds game oh my gosh yes. sorry i'm like bouncing back and forth how was no, the preds good. how did you enjoy it you have to tell the people it was great it was very stressful it was the most stressful game i think i've seen in a long time Okay, guys they happened to go into a shootout which if you guys don't know they do regular um, like regular playtime, then they do overtime, which is five minutes of like less, like less amount of team members on less amount of team members, and then they do a shootout after that, and we won at like the last possible 
shot of the shootout. It was literally the most stressful, but it was so fun. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay, back. All right, back to the show. This aired on February 10th, 2000. Rachel forces Ross to cancel his date with her sister, Jill. Phoebe discovers she's being mistaken for a porn star, and Chandler admits he hasn't been able to cry since he was a child. Dang. Yeah. So, we start in the soft open in the apartment. It's a continuation from the last episode, with Rachel spying on Ross and Jill across the way through the window. Um, Joey comes in, faking some story about why he's there, even though we all know he's just there to get food. Um... (laughs) he asks Rachel what she's doing and this is when we find out it's been two and a half hours that she's been staring out the window um, because Ross has, has closed the blinds and she wants to know what's going on and Joey yeah it's a long time Joey can't believe that Rachel's okay with Ross dating Jill um, because apparently he's still mad at Chandler for kissing his sister five years ago <laughs> when, when Joey is saying like I didn't know we could date your sister. Did you see the stagehand that is clearly yes. stepping in and out of the shot near the yeah. apartment door? Yeah. So, so obvious it was bad. Yeah. That was funny. Um, okay. So then we go to the main part of the episode. And oh, I also saw the dog on the terrace that you pointed out at one point. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I didn't see it out there. I saw it. Yeah. He's been chilling there for a minute. Yeah. Um, okay. Main part of the episode. We're in the cafe. And Rachel comes in and immediately asks Ross how the date was and if they hit it off because rumor has it, they shut the drapes. Um, Mm. But we find out that the drapes were actually shut because Ross wanted to show her his fossils, (laughs) which immediately calms Mm. Rachel down because nothing is happening if that's what what they're doing. Um, But Ross claims that there were vibes and so many vibes that she asked him out on a date tomorrow night, which happens to be Valentine's day. Um, and Rachel tries to stay calm in this moment, but she can't, she just explodes and tells him like, look, the thought of you guys being together freaks me out. I can't do it. Let's not, I I can't do it. And so Ross agrees. Ross is kind in this moment and agrees. Like if it's freaking you out, then I'll back out of seeing her after our date tomorrow night. And at first, Rachel's okay with it. And she's like, no, no, it has to be now. Um, and he's like, fine, I'll tell her tonight on our date. And she, she's like, okay, okay, that's fine. And they try to, like, talk about something else. And she freaks out. And she's like, no, I need you to call her right now. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Call her right this minute. I really appreciated her honesty. Yeah. In, like, in this, in this one. Mm-hmm. Um... I also uh, did you rec- did you see the the blue dog on the yellow background? Yeah. In not only the photo on the back wall of the cafe, but also but on, the table. on the book on the table. Okay, I saw this. Mm-hmm. It is um, that's from an artist named George Rodrig um, called Lil Blue Dog. Um, and I just thought it was so interesting. Like, are we all of a sudden like promoting his artwork or yeah, like what's the thing? But it's like a whole series. Yeah, it's been there of this blue for dog. For a couple episodes. I just hadn't mentioned it. Yeah, he has like, he's done um, like collabs with uh, like Absolute Vodka. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just this, it's a whole series of this like little blue dog but there's also ones that have like a yellow dog and a red dog so it's like his whole thing um so if you guys are interested in or maybe you missed it in the episode just look up george rodrigue um little blue dog and that's the image and some of these things are like there's like little blue dogs on like half yellow half red and they're selling for like prints for like $6,500 like just crazy so if you guys are interested in that artwork he's got some with ties with like geographic or like governmental things in the back like just look for it um, it's a whole thing 
Um, yeah. So then we head up to the apartment. And the rest of the friends are there watching E.T. Um, the girls are very much crying. And Joey kind of makes fun of them at first when he explains that, like, E.T. stays with Elliot the whole time. But then Chandler mm-hmm. reminds him, like, that's not how this show ends. And he definitely goes home. Um <laughs> So Joey starts crying and, but Phoebe is quick to point out that this isn't the saddest movie. Like Bambi is definitely sadder, had her crying for two days and Chandler just can't get it because it's just a cartoon and the guy stopped drawing the deer. (laughs) That's a great way to say, say that. Yeah. For what it really is. Yeah. He was very insensitive in that moment. Very, very funny though. Um, so he tells them, like, why are we watching something that's making you guys cry? Like, let's just watch something else. So he flips the channel, lands on a Doritos commercial that apparently Joey was up for and didn't get. So he continues crying (laughs) and he changes it again. And Monica tells him, like, look, you don't have to be so macho all the time. Like, it's okay to cry. Um, but he just, he says, I'm not a crying type of guy. Like, I don't, I don't cry. So Joey. He's like, I'm not macho. And she's like. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> um, so Joey starts thinking of things that would make him cry, would make a normal person cry, and it's failing. So Monica grabs a photo album, thinking his childhood photos might do the trick. And the first photo we come across is Parent Day at school, and he's taking a picture with the janitor, I think it was, um, because his parents didn't want to come. And while I think most of us humans would think that that might be something cryworthy, Chandler doesn't think so because it's not that big of a deal. Um, and it's in this moment that Joey calls him out and, te- and tells him that he's dead inside. Yes. Um, yeah. So then we head down to the cafe again. And Phoebe is approached by a guy wanting her autograph because he's he says that he's her biggest fan. And she's, you know, thrilled um, and tells Joey, like, gives him his autograph, tells Joey to take care of him. Joey thinks that this guy is his fan because there's mm-hmm. some kind of disconnect there. Um, but we but he quickly learns that he's actually Phoebe's biggest fan because apparently she is an adult film maker. And this guy knows knows her. Um, and so Joey is, like, you know, appalled by this. And so he tells Gunther, like, look, don't ever let that guy back in here because he thinks Phoebe is a porn star. And to our surprise, um, Gunther tells Joey that he doesn't think she's necessarily a star, but she is really good. Yeah. So apparently... I can't believe Gunther, Gunther. has thought that the whole time. Yeah. Um... We're in the cafe. Jill comes in to meet Rachel, and she's upset because Ross blew her off with absolutely no reason. And Rachel is happy, but she just also blows it off and tells Jill that, you know, to get over him, maybe you should go on a date with this guy named Bob in Human Resources. But Jill doesn't bite, and she just goes on and on about reasons why Ross would do this, landing on she's not smart enough for him. Um, And Rachel is reluctant at first, but she finally agrees and tells her like, look, I'm the one that told him to cut it off with you. And Mm -hmm. Jill starts out pretty confused, which I think most people would. Um, But she quickly gets upset because she tells Rachel that she has no right to do that, to to like muddle in her life like that. Um, And Rachel like tries to bring up Bob again, but Jill's just not having it. And eventually tells Rachel that she's just jealous of her because Ross wants her and not Rachel um, mm-hmm. and Rachel you know a typical sibling spat occurs and Rachel tells her that she's a brat before Jill takes off mm-hmm. um, and it quickly cuts to the apartment like there's no there's no like wait or intro in interlude scene or whatever it just cuts straight to the apartment and Rachel is spewing to Monica and Chandler the jealousy comment that Jill threw at her um, 
and she's trying to just like make a point like I'm not jealous and they're like confused because like it sounds like she's jealous but they're trying to be her friend and all of that um okay so before we keep going though in this scene I just wanted to point out like Gunther's tie in that last scene it was just like a straight up light bulb did you see that oh yeah it's just like the ties in the 90s are just so funny to me and then um the chopsticks in Jill's hair that is like such oh it's such a 90s thing thing. they keep changing in between shots which drove me a little bit nuts but it's kind of a goof really but I was like oh my gosh chopsticks in someone's hair like I one how do they stay in someone's hair I I just have never never understood that. that But also, that is such an early 2000s thing. I love it. That was it. Cool. Um, So then Ross and Joey come in, holding a bag. And they ask if Phoebe is there, which she's not. So they dance around questions, um, Mm -hmm. like, what's in the bag? What video did you bring? Before they finally just whip it out and shout, Phoebe is a porn star. Mm. Um, And the rest of the group runs to look at the box. Mm -hmm. And they're just shocked. Like, all of them are shocked. They don't really know what to say. But then they start to agree that, like, it kind of makes sense because she had a terrible childhood. But Chandler claims, like, I had a terrible, terrible, wow, terrible childhood, but I don't do porn. And Monica reiterates, because you're dead inside. That's why. Um, Did you notice... um what street they the video yeah. store on the street i was yeah. like oh my gosh we were just Bleaker. there <laughs> yeah. Bleaker street i was like literally we crossed over there. it omg so cool um it's so cool jo- when you like go to the place and then you hear it referenced and then you have like a frame of reference for it yeah yeah it is yeah. pretty cool it is cool like now when we see like the outside of the building i'm like oh i've like physically seen that in my mind's mm-hmm. eye yeah yeah um so Monica makes the dead inside joke and Joey asks for, for it back because he wants to take it back to the store. But Monica thinks like, maybe we should just watch a few minutes. But Joey is like, basically sits in solidarity with his back to the TV and they all put it in. It's just a really I awkward. I love how he's standing up for her here though. He's oh, like, he is. She's yeah. our friend. We shouldn't watch this. I was like, go Joey. Yeah. But the rest of the friends didn't care. They all sit yeah. down. They watch. Um, we see, like, two minutes. Like, not even two minutes. Like, 30 seconds of her walking in. And then the girls spot an ankle tattoo, I think it was. Uh-huh. And they're like, wait, Phoebe doesn't have that tattoo. And they quickly realize that it's not Phoebe. It's Ursula. Yes. And Joey, in this moment, is like, it's what? And bolts to the TV. Right as, conveniently, Phoebe walks in and is mortified when she sees herself on the screen <laughs> doing things that she shouldn't be doing on television. She's like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, a couple things about this specific part. So, Douglas Looper is the actor that plays the vampire in this porno movie. He also appears in Friends in four other roles. The earliest being in season three and the last being Four in episode. Four other roles. Or, yeah, the first being in season three and the last being in season eight. So he's like, he's kind of all over the place. But um, this is not his first um, shindig on the show. Um, another thing is like, considering the report that like, according to actor Matt LeBlanc in an interview with People... There was a pitch at one point that Joey and Phoebe were actually having casual sex throughout the entire series. Um, So, like, Joey watching or, like, his reaction to watching who he thought was Phoebe, like, would make perfect sense because he would sort of be, like, jealous, sort of, but also, like, even though it was casual. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, this is kind of a random one, but the revelation that Ursula has been working as a porn star or porn actress was actually previously referenced in The Final Frontier in 1999, which revealed that after her porn career, Ursula was elected governor of New York. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a bit of a stretch, but I just thought those things were. That's funny. Uh, Yeah. Cool. And for those of you that like 
the the final frontier um is not like the star wars thing um because there's like the final frontier it's um mad about you the final frontier so Got it. it was like a it was a it was a uh actually it might have been the tv series final frontier sorry sorry so many final things like why are they all called the final frontier i don't understand it but anyways continue um okay so then it's a little while later we're in the apartment again and chandler is reading a good old chicken soup for the soul that how much did that oh my god bring back memories for you i can't even tell you how many like different versions of that book we had growing up oh my gosh you can still okay Literally, you can still find it on chickensoup.com. It says today, 30 years after we first began sharing happiness. 30 years. We still publish a new title every month. Llewellyn, I didn't even know it was possible. So I didn't realize they uh, were still doing them. Good for them. I guess they... Oh my gosh. They do oh oh my gosh, you're not gonna believe this. They sell pet food. What? Chicken soup for the soul, pet food. Um, there's a whole pet food site. I don't even there's popcorn flicks, which is like entertainment. So they have their own entertainment site, book site, like I had no idea. A podcast. There's this apparently this is alive and well even wow. though i have not seen one of these things in 25 seen, years no. i haven't either oh my Dang. god but yeah that was a blast from the past for me for sure it was yeah anyways so he's reading this because he wants to see if he can fix the hollow tin that is his chest um <laughs> but I monica monica says she doesn't care if he can't cry because she still loves him and knows that he feels it inside, even if he's not externally showing it through tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she does what I feel like Monica is good at, and that she's trying to reassure him by giving him some scenarios that would normally make someone cry. Like, yes, the day your first she's child is born. Him. Yeah. You know, if, if you don't cry after our child is born, that's okay. I know it's inside. I know you care inside. We drop him off at college 18 years later. We come home and see his empty room. You don't cry. It's okay. I know you're feeling it inside. I die from some... Then she got extravagant. From some long yes. illness. And you find a note from me that I had written to you beyond the grave. <laughs> in the drawer. All of this stuff. And you don't cry? It's okay. I know that it, I know that you care inside. And he is like... At first he's kind of like, are you sure? But then he's like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, thank you for just like understanding me and like I love you so much and she stands up and she's like are you freaking kidding me she's like you wouldn't even cry if I died and wrote you a note from the grave and basically calls him a robot I love how she's like testing him here about crying even though I'm pretty sure we've seen him cry oh we have in the series um which is a little bit of a plot hole just a little bit yeah um, yeah, I just, but I love yes. how she's like trying to test his limits to yeah. try and get him to, to crack. I feel like she, she does that to him a lot where yeah, she, sure. you know, is like trying to do, trying to accomplish one thing by doing like the complete she's 180. Like, I'm trying to prove my point that like, yeah, I think she just did it in the last episode with the, the chest row. True. True. <laughs> He's so bad at falling for it. So bad. Um, anyways, we hop over to Ross's apartment. And we see Ross running to the door, yelling at children he thinks are ding-dong ditching him, only to find Jill at the door, who is upset and wanting to talk, or maybe not talk, um, about her and Rachel's fight. I did not enjoy her at all. Oh, for sure, no. Like, she is manipulating Ross hardcore. I hate it so much. I'm so mad at her. This whole scene was irritating. Yes, um, because she I'm on Rachel's side, she uses Ross's, you know, the things Ross loves 
which is like his slides she says i want to see more slides and i want to hear like your notes from the other night um like maybe all this will make me feel better and so he's excited thinking like oh she's actually interested in these things um and he runs to get his projector but then we see her like smirk and start to like reapply her makeup because she's obviously there to do something else um but we cut real quick to rachel entering monica and chandler's place asking if they've seen jill and when they say no she checks the window to to ross's house to see if she can see over there and at this at the perfect moment which would never happen but it's tv um she looks through the window and she sees jill smiling as she's closing the drapes at ross's house see that's like she knows what she's doing she does she knows and that's what drives me nuts like women do that though they're so yeah we're so petty So then we quickly go to outside Ursula's apartment. Um, I didn't write a ton here. Basically, Phoebe confronts Ursula about making the films in her name, um, which Ursula denies, even though she is actively making one as they speak. And Phoebe, you know, she tries to get Phoebe to come in and do one with her, but she denies it. She's like, no, I don't want to do that and gets mad and leaves. And that's basically all I had for Ursula. Yeah, I thought that was so smart of Phoebe. Or wait, we're not there yet. Sorry, I never mind. I skipped that scene entirely for yeah, writing any notes, so I was being presumptuous. Continue. Yeah. Um, then we go back to Ross's apartment, and he is cleaning the slides. Um, and <laughs> it's been a while because Jill looks very irritated, so she asks if he has any alcohol. And while she's retrieving it from the kitchen, the phone rings, and it's Rachel. And she's wanting to know why her sister is there and why the drapes are closed. And Ross, who is none the wiser, claims that she's really upset, wants to watch his slideshow again. And Rachel tells him, like, no, look, she's using you. But Ross doesn't believe Rachel in this moment. Um, So he hangs up and tells Jill that Rachel thinks that that she's just there to use him. And she doesn't disagree and immediately dives at him for a kiss yeah yeah it's pretty bad (sighs) yeah um then we go to the cafe and this is the part i think you were thinking of um yes phoebe walks in and tells joey that she just got back from the company ursula works for and joey thinks it's because she's converted herself to become a porn star but um we learned that she picked up all the checks um, because they're in her name. And then not only did she do that, but she switched the address to the correct one so that they would just come right to her. It's so smart. It's so, so brilliant. brilliant. Like, she's like, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. And except for not joining them, but like picking up the checks, like, and I love it. And I love what she does next, too. I'll let you yeah. like keep going. But like, yeah, it's so like br- her new, like, lease on life is, it's brilliant. Yeah. So, Joey's concerned. Like, aren't you, aren't you going to be concerned when people like recognize you as a porn star? Like they're always going to see your face and think that. And she's like, no, I don't really care anymore. Um, and right as she's saying this, she's like witnessing a guy, like putting his girlfriend's coat on her shoulders. And he's like, giving her a look, like I know you from somewhere, but I can't place it. Well, cause she, she said that like, I've kind of, she's like, no, I've got it figured out. Like I've got it covered as if like, yeah. she's got something up her sleeve. Right. And the guy, and so she, she notices this guy and she's like, oh, are you trying to figure out where you know me from? And she stands up and just starts yelling. You know me from the porn movie that you're watching behind your girlfriend's back. <laughs> I think it's like, oh, so it she's going to make perfect. all the money from it. And she's going to like spend her time just calling out boyfriends calling and husbands everywhere. Yeah. It's hilarious to it's me. It's awesome. Yes. Like good on you, Phoebe. Like you, that's what you should do. Yeah. I love it. Um, So that wraps up her story line and we hop back up to the apartment and Ross enters and admits that Rachel was right. Jill kissed him and Mm -hmm. Rachel is upset because we find out Ross didn't pull away right away. And Ross continues to explain like while Rachel is interrupting him. Um, But he explains like, look, yes, I liked it at first. I won't lie. 
But then I stopped it because, and back to Ross and Rachel, he realized that if he kept going, nothing could ever happen between him and Rachel again. And he doesn't want to jeopardize the, even the thought of something happening in the future. And he doesn't want to, like, he didn't want to jeopardize that now if something were to happen. And in like the like while all this is happening like Rachel is like fuming and she like slowly realizes what he's talking about and she dies down and she's like okay and they do this cute little like foot thing <laughs> with each other yeah it's like, like tap each other with be... their feet yeah it's cute yeah. um and in the kitchen meanwhile Chandler starts sobbing <laughs> because he doesn't see why they can't just work it out it is, like, such a sweet moment between Ross and it Rachel. Is. Like, again, I know we don't really care about that storyline at all. But, like, considering, like, for Ross to at least have the 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 foresight or, like, the, the wherewithal to say that, like, yeah. if I do this, the, there wouldn't even be an opportunity for me to go back later and, like, come, like, there's no way I could jump back from one sister back to the other after having already crossed that line, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I am appreciative of Ross as opposed to, like, him going for it and then them trying to, like, rehash that story later, yeah. you know? Yeah, it was So that good. is, like, it was good of the writers to, like, hey, let's not let this get messy. Let's actually give Ross some wisdom here. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought it was good that they, they, like, showed the growth in Ross in that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Anything else in the main part of the episode? Um, no. Cool. So the tag, we're in the cafe, and we find out Jill is leaving because Rachel is sabotaging her life, and Ross must be gay because he doesn't like her. But in reality, her dad gave her her money back, and she no longer needs Rachel. Also, mm-hmm. Chandler has opened the floodgates and cannot stop crying. And that's how it ends. Yes. What's interesting is I wrote her green, black, and gray is amazing. I'm guessing it's clothes, maybe? Probably. Um, or I think she had, like, a coat on. Yeah. Something that somebody was wearing in the tag was awesome. I just, I just said her, <laughs> which doesn't help me out a lot, so... That's funny. Uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for green, black, and gray on somebody. <laughs> I'm an awesome second. Great. Uh, favorite scene? Hmm. This one was a little hard. I think I think Phoebe in the cafe, like... She's picking up checks that her sister's making, told them to reroute to her address, and then using her her new wealth to, like, for the good of the world, just calling people out on watching porn. Like, I think it's great. <laughs> I thought it was great. Nice. It's like, she's found her calling. It's awesome. Nice. What about you? Um, I think the scene, the chicken noop for the soul scene. Um, it, I think just the whole- chicken noop? chicken soup um i think just the whole like him trying to push it under the couch realizing there was no back to the couch to just some of his like quick one-liners to monica's scheming and i just i don't know i just love it when they banter like that um it just makes me love them as a couple even more so yeah love it um rating system episode rating Rating. Smelly cat. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm going to say the same. Okay. It was. I think everybody can tell it was not one of our favorites. I didn't love anything about it. I mean, we spent, we spent almost 20 minutes talking about New York and Broadway. And then we <laughs> spent about maybe another 30, barely talking about this episode. Um, Just not my favorite. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, post show wrap up. Uh, trivia. Trivia time. Um. Yes, it's right here. Who did Rachel say Barry looked like? 
I don't know. Someone with a big nose? Mr. Potato Head. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, I remember that. Thanks. Which character did Gunther play when he was on a soap opera? We just... You just talked about this. Just It was in All My Life, I think? All My Children. All My Children? But who did he, he play? He died in a avalanche. Something. His right? Name was, yeah, his name was Bryce. Okay, we like yes. got it partway we there. We got it. I, Millie, no, I, we we're got sorry. It. We, we we're 100% sorry. got it. Oh, actually, we got... We got yelled at by our friend, speaking of um, social media spotlight. I wouldn't say it was, I'm painting, okay, that's probably a bad light to have painted her painted her in. Um, I think it was more of like funny banter. Um, but let me, I'll give you some context. So we've got a lot of social media spotlight, actually. Um, we have uh, a couple reels that some like people have sent us. Um, Aradia, uh, just said, um, okay. Oh no. She said, I just finished listening to the newest episode and, um, I had like, I had a laugh. Um, I have been pretty sad the past few days. I don't think I've even genuinely smiled in a while. So I just wanted to thank you guys. I think it was, um, me like talking about like her. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Once again, Llewellyn is on Instagram ignoring me. Uh, I'm um, going, I'm liking, I'm, I'm just going through Steph. and liking comments that people have left. Okay, so calm down. Perfect. Well, okay, but that lets me know what I've read and what I haven't. So no, I'm out. not doing that. I'm not doing that one. You're fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Anyways, she also said, um, uh, also, I leave for boarding school in a week or so, and it doesn't allow phones or laptops or any form of technology, which sucks. So yeah, so I'll probably... I'll probably listen to the rest of the podcast in four years. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sad. Radia. Wow, I'm sorry. That was probably bad too. Um, and you guys would even finish this series by then, which sucks too. So I guess all I want to say is thank you. I had the best time listening to your podcast. I wish I could say and listen to the rest, but unfortunately I can't. I love you both with all my heart. I'll miss you guys. I might be able to listen to the next one though. Oh. <laughs> Why is my heart breaking? <laughs> oh, Radia. we're gonna miss you. We're gonna miss you. Okay, reach out to us in four years when you catch up. Maybe we'll have a like, um, an after the life or something, and we'll have to like talk about it. I don't know. Um, and then, oh, oh, okay. So this is the one. Um, our friend Fran. Our little sassy Fran. She said, um, hi, I'm finishing the last episode and have a few considerations. First, I also shout in my head the correct answers of the trivia. Second, I watch Friends at least once a week, but usually way more than that since 2010. But I kn I've known the series since 2003. So, um, so you can... Uh, I don't know what that sentence is supposed to say. But she's essentially saying, like, I'm super qualified as well. And I also, like, know the trivia. Um, so she threw a little, like... So another friend like, that calls us under the bus every time we get it wrong. Yes. Um, which is not a surprise to me. Um, she said, I have listened to many podcasts about friends to keep my English sharp since I'm Brazilian and enjoy your episodes very much. Looking forward to your episode. Um, and I'm very curious about the New York trip. So obviously we gave like a little disclaimer at the front end of this one um, of what it was. Um, then we've had a couple of people just respond to the daily um, thing. And then um, same thing, Kimberly Anderson. So thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, uh, Zitalik, maybe. Um, thank you to Manang, Manang sent us a couple reels, so yeah, we had some we had some some stuff this week, so quite a lot. And that's social media spotlight. So recommend to a friend. Llewellyn. Yes, um, I I know that we've mentioned this the two times we've gone to New York, but I don't know that I've ever recommended it. Um, the New York or nowhere. Mm hmm. If you don't know what it is, look it up. Um, I blame one of Leanne's good friends because yes. when we went last time, when they went, it wasn't open yet. Was that right? Like the, uh, the store wasn't open yet? No, we went while we were in there. Remember I wanted the bucket hat? 
No, I know we did, but I meant when your when your friends when you guys went last summer. Oh yes, that. Yeah, and so because of that, it wasn't open. There was a hat that one of her friends wanted. So when we went in December, we had to go to the store, and so I was introduced mm-hmm. to this New York or nowhere store, and obviously I'm gonna fall in love because for me it will always be New York or nowhere. Right. Um, right. And so. It's the most gorgeous store. You walk in, they've got like the subway tiles, um, the like the subway board, like everything. It's it's beautiful when you walk in, guys. Um, after Leanne left me in December, because I was there like the rest of the day, and she flew out early that morning, I actually mm-hmm. went back and got a hat, um, a beanie. Which, if you remember, I live in Florida. Don't get the opportunity to wear beanies very often. Um, it's for when you go to New York. It it's is, perfect. but I, I have worn it a few times, and I do get funny looks, but I just don't care. Um, yeah. But then we went again this past time we went, and Leanne convinced me to buy a shirt, which kind of breaks my heart because they're not cheap, but they're great. It's great material, and like it's very it's like a thick t-shirt, which is nice. Um, and I've worn it, I think, once or twice since being home, and it's just makes me feel so good when I wear it, to be honest. Um, it's a good company. I just love their branding. Um, they release things like seasonally. So if you mm-hmm. are interested in New York or you just like things that are branded a certain way, I guess, um, check them out. We'll link them below. Yeah, that's it. Love it. Okay. Um, my thing is such a funny, like, adult thing. Um my recommend to a friend is on i believe the most recent or maybe within the past like year for sure um apple health um which if you don't have an apple product then sorry this isn't for you but apple health like updated things that they track and they started adding in medications um Now, they have, like, legit medications that are on there that you could add if you're being, like, prescribed something and you need to take it a certain amount of times per day or, you know, whatever. If you have multiple, like, uh, medications that you're tracking. I don't do it. I don't have any meds, but I do supplements right now. Um, So there's, like, supplements that I'm taking. And because they're now tracking medications, all I had to do was add, like, manually add in my um, supplements And twice a day when I need the reminders, they'll pop up as like a reminder on my Apple Health app um, to remind me like what supplements I need to take and how many to take. And then I log them every day. And it's been really nice. I have like a pretty easy grasp on what I'm taking. I'm only taking three supplements right now. Um, But as you know, if you're being prescribed something or you just want to track leave even as like as needed stuff so if I use Advil I could put that in there because I needed it for a headache or something um you can put stuff in there and um I just like having it all in one place and then the fact that it reminds me has actually saved me a couple of times when I've ran out of the house in the morning I have my reminder set pretty early so that if I run out of the house and I haven't done it yet and I look at my phone I'll see that like my reminders up there until I clear it. Um, and so it saved me. So if you guys take any medications or vitamins or supplements and you want one place where you can like track it all and what you've been taking, or maybe you have a super complicated like schedule for medications and stuff, it's a great way to have it all together. It obviously will have the history of it over time then to be able to show like your primary care or, um, primary physicians, things like that. But it's also a good reminder for those days that you just kind of are going to forget, um, it'll remind you. So it reminds me twice a day and it's been great. So Apple health app, um, their medications reminder section, uh, I recommend that to a friend. Nice. It makes me sound like I'm 80 years old and I have one of those, you know how like your grandma's like used to have like four weeks in like pill no, organizers. I'm going to stop you. You're not old. You're a millennial who is using digital feature to remind you to take a med. Like, yeah. So instead of carrying like a seven day, like Sunday through Saturday, and then having four of those together to equal like a month, I'm just logging it digitally. And then like, I don't have to, I don't have to like 
you know how people like meal prep their meals, but they do it for their pills. Yeah. I'm, I just don't have to do that because now I'm just logging it on my phone. There you go. <laughs> Yay, technology. So, yeah, that's my recommend to a friend. So Awesome. Um, well, we are like oh, exactly at an hour. So next week we're going to cover the one, oh, the one that could have been. Yeah. So we'll see you next week on the One of the Friends podcast. <laughs>